Welcome to Resilience Unraveled. Hi everybody and welcome to Resilience Unraveled, a podcast that examines all aspects of personal and organisational resilience. A huge all-encompassing subject that covers the ability to thrive in life by harnessing your cognitive, emotional, physiological and contextual abilities. I share stories from people who have thrived despite remarkable obstacles, as well as highly successful practitioners and experts across a range of topics. And this podcast introduces their amazing stories and expertise, as well as my own reflections, perspectives, strategies and tips, which come from my own synthesis of themes and trends from wider learning. You can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Space Unraveled. So, let's get started. Enjoy the show. So, welcome back to Resilience Unraveled. And today my guest is Nancy McKay. Looking forward to talking to Nancy. Um, she and I have just been talking about our fantastic sets of glasses, haven't we, Nancy? And yours win, I think, at the moment. Thank you so much. It's great to be here, Russell. And I can tell from your accent straight away that you're across the pond in the Maddles, USA. How, how is it over there? I am across the pond and uh, things are looking up. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> must be the weather. <laughs> it must be the weather. <laughs> and where in the US are you? I'm in Colorado, so oh, right. kind of middle of the country on the, kind of on the western part, and uh, it's beautiful here, but I long for the coast. So. Wow, and you get big snow dumps over we there, don't do, you? We do get big snow, especially up in the mountains. I'm, I'm on the plains, but, uh, you know, so we do get it, we do get snow here. It's cold right now. We're going to get into the very cold later in the weekend and uh so but it's beautiful most of the time colorado has gorgeous weather that that everybody envies so <sighs> most of the time i don't think we'll be allowed over to the states for ages we've got a holiday booked in september but the chances of getting to the states this year i think are slim so we'll see yeah yeah it travel is it's dicey right now and and i would love to come across the pond your way and uh, but that probably won't be for a bit. So uh, anyway, we'll get there. It, I mean, these things happen, don't they? You know, it's a part of our job is to just cope with it, isn't it? So, uh, and talking about that, let's talk a bit about you. So, how <laughs> how would you describe what it is you do? Oh gosh. Well, I. It's help. a big sigh, Nancy. For goodness <laughs> sake! <laughs> this is the bit where you get all excited and bounce across the room like Tigger and tell us all about it's yourself. A, it's a big two. I am a certified life and equus coach. And so I, I help women who are just kind of stuck in, a, in the muck, really. And I help them look at their thoughts and, and find a way out of it. Tell me what so, an equus coach is. Well, an equus coach uses horses to, as co-facilitators. Right. So there's, there's no riding involved. It's all groundwork and the horses act as a mirror to whomever is in their vicinity and they they can um 
they can feel the energy that we put out into the world. And so their response, they respond to our energy. And so if we, and they can tell if we're lying. So if we are being, not being authentic, then they know that. (laughs) And they really don't want to have much to do with uh, a being who isn't being authentic. And so they will go to the other side of the of the round pen, which is a enclosure that we use when we're working with a horse and, and they really don't want to have much to do with you. But once you, once you become aware of your truth, they don't care if it's good truth or bad truth. They just want you to be truthful. And so then they'll join up with you. They will, they will interact and, and give you wonderful feedback just yes. based on your energy. Now that's fascinating. And a couple of years ago, I would have scoffed, raised my eyebrows and said, that's all, that's all amazing, but you know, it's a lovely story, but you know, ha ha ha. But, exactly. but I, I have met so many people who have talked about, and I've seen some of the scientific research on the fact that if a horse is skittish, it's because you are. If a horse is playing up and acting out, it's because there's something wrong with you that a horse and a rider particularly riders, are in um, this sort of synergy, synergistic relationship and or symbiotic relationship, I think is a word. And, and I've seen um, other people who've worked with um, horses and they say that it's a, it's a, it's a relationship like no, no other, uh, you know, more, much more sophisticated than dogs and cats. So there's Absolutely. some sort of very strange bond, isn't there? Yeah, they're very, very intuitive. And it's just, it's magic. You know, that I say that all the time, but it's, that's what it feels like to me as a participant. That's what drew me to wanting to do this professionally was because of the incredible magic that I felt and the transformations that I was able to reach because of this horse whom I'd never met, you know, and, and to get to that level of um, relief. Yes. For lack of a better word, it was just so powerful to me that I just had to learn how to do that yeah. so that I could share it with people. So, so how on earth, how on earth do you get into this sort of work? I mean, what, what's your, how, what does your background look like? Cause I know you've had some adversity in your life. I have had some adversity. Um, well, I, uh, I got sober when I was um, 52, yes, 52, um, in 2009. And that was, I had, you know, struggled with alcohol abuse for many years. My, My father killed himself in 2007, and that put me over the deep end. That just put me over the edge. And I started drinking alcoholically myself. My father was an alcoholic. And um, then I tried to kill myself. And that was the wake up call that I needed. And so I quit drinking. And then uh, when I turned 58, on my 58th birthday, I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. And that experience, even though I was diagnosed at an early stage, so I wasn't anywhere close to being terminal, 
Um, but I still had to go through chemo and that, that just started to change my perspective on life. And so <laughs> I found myself saying over and over again, so it turned into a mantra. I didn't get sober and survive cancer to be miserable. Right. And so, and I had a really good job, but I was really unhappy and I, you know, it just, um, it, it just wasn't a good fit for me anymore. And so I started doing some, a lot of personal development stuff and I found Martha Beck. Right. And so I, you know, long story short, I enrolled in her coaching program and then I enrolled in Coel Simpson's Equus coaching program. And so in, in 2018, I started my coaching business and here I am um, living the dream, so to speak. And, and it's just now I am living my purpose. I know I'm living my purpose. And, you know, I have one of my talks is out of pain comes your purpose. And yeah. I would not be here if I hadn't gone through those things. And so, so that's interesting. Talk to me, unpack that a little bit more for me out of pain comes purpose. That's, that's quite an interesting idea. Well, I, I really, I really believe that, you know, so many people, um, just want to not feel the pain, you know, and they'll do anything not to feel the pain. They'll drink too much or eat too much or gamble or Netflix or whatever the hell it is, but, but they, they don't want to feel the pain. And, and my belief is that we grow from our pain if we're willing to look at it. And I know that, that I would not be doing this if I had not gotten cancer probably yeah, um, I see. because I didn't have that, that feeling that of my mortality, yes. you know, that, you know, I've got X amount of years left and who knows what that X is. Right. But I, I don't want to be miserable. I don't want to keep doing this job and I was making wonderful money and great benefits and life was, you know, supposedly really good. Yeah. And I was dying inside, you know, the cancer didn't get me, but my soul was dying. And I just felt like I had to do something else. There had to be more. And, and I wouldn't have gotten there if I hadn't gone through the cancer and, and the, my recovery journey with alcohol was also pivotal with that because it was just, you know, I mean, I tried to kill myself right. and, you know, it's just, that makes me the kind of coach that I am, that, that I'm able to really help my clients because I'm so compassionate, <laughs> you know, yes. I can really understand where they're at because I've been there. Yes. And, and so, you know, I really feel like I am living my purpose now and um, it was worth every ounce of alcohol and every ounce of chemo and every hair I lost on my body mm. in order to get here. 
and, and that's and that's an interesting approach and and it's actually very it's interesting the way you've put that because a lot of people talk about the battle with cancer the battle with addiction the battle with suicide and it's not a battle isn't it it's that accepting as part of yourself and well and, for me they've been the, the greatest gifts i've ever received right um because in what it, way well just because it woke me up and right. all of it did you yeah. know um i realized you know when i got sober i realized how um how i was living under a like this veil of um, that was between me and life because yes. I was pouring alcohol over it. And, and I wasn't really connecting, you know, I mean, I had, I was always a really good friend and I was a great daughter and I was a good wife and everything looked good, yeah. but there was part of me that was just dying inside. Yes. And, and then when I got cancer, you know, it was really scary, but fortunately I had six years of sobriety behind me and I had learned so much about myself that it wasn't as devastating if I hadn't gone through all the personal growth that I had gone through because of recovery. Yes. And so then when I was diagnosed with cancer, then it wasn't as devastating. You know, like a lot of people say, why me? Yes. And I, that never even occurred to me to say that. And I never even, I never thought about picking up a drink. Well, you know, I've got cancer. I might as well get drunk sort of yeah. thing. And that never happened. And so they're just, you know, people think that the circumstances of their lives make their lives good or bad. Yeah. And it's not the circumstances, it's our thoughts about the circumstance Absolutely. that makes it good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, circumstances are neutral. It's what we think about them that, that either creates our happiness or our, our grief. Yeah, no, I, I totally buy that. And, and so, um, so you became a, a coach. Yep. Um, and, and, and a lot of people who are coaches and counselors and therapists have often been through that sort of process themselves. So mm -hmm. it's, it's not a surprise that what you're talking about in a way. So um, what, what sorts of people seek you out? Which people are you most um, rewarded well, by, by helping? Yeah, I'm drawn to, to working with women. Um, yeah, why is that? I was interested when, you saw, when I saw that. Yeah, um, well, um, that's a good question. <laughs> well it was you your know, question <laughs> it's a great question i haven't had very many men reach out um all of my marketing is really geared towards women yeah and it's just because i feel um you know i just have that um commonality i guess as part yeah. of it and it's also you know there's probably a feminist streak in me that well, there, I know there's a feminist streak in me, but I think that is part of it that I want to help build women up and help them get through things that men sort of just automatically get, you know, they, <laughs> I, you know, part of it is, um, 
part of it is just the commonality of it, I think. And, yeah. and because I think that, especially when you're talking about addiction or um, alcoholism, especially women drink for, a, for different, different reasons, reasons than men, I think. Yeah, and, no, that's true. And I think that it's important to, you know, as a coach, I think it's important to really connect and yeah. I just connect better with women. Um, yeah. Oh, it's not, it's not a criticism, but I, 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 actually, I think it's a really interesting thing that you market so clearly to women. I think that's, that's great. Uh, not, no problem with this at all. And it's just a shame. I'm ch chatting to you now. It's, I think there's a lot of men would benefit from your expertise. That's well, all I was thinking. Well, they probably would. And, and, you know, so sometimes I wonder if I'm, um, you know, kind of cutting off my nose to spite my face sort of thing. I, and I, you know, I'm always open. I always want to remain open to opportunities and to what I can learn from everyone. And, and I know that there's a lot of men who are suffering out there as well. And, and I certainly, you know, I wouldn't turn anyone away because they're a man. No, 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 I understood. And there's a guy called Rob Lohman, who, um, who was a, a guest of mine some while ago now. He is, I mean, you and he have almost got identical backgrounds and he, and he focuses specifically on men. Yeah. And, um, and, and we had this conversation and he's saying the same thing. It was that just drawn, drawn to people who were like, like himself, really, because he just felt a greater empathy with those people. Uh, and that's right. absolutely fine, isn't it? It's that lovely chemistry thing, isn't it? That, um, I like the way you're thinking about this, because often we think a lot about the chemistry between the coach and the coachee, and we leave it to the, to the person who is finding us to make the decision. But we forget that actually we have our own preferences and, and ways of working as well. And I'm guessing the horse thing must be quite specialised in itself, is it? It is. It is. How do you determine whether someone will, uh, will react well to that sort of work? Well, there really isn't um, a criteria other than um you know if they're allergic <laughs> then yes. i then i you know that's not a good option but otherwise there's really nothing that would stand in the way you know even if someone was terrified of horses um there is a way for them to to have the benefits of being in in the proximity of a horse even if they're not you know, if I'm in there with them, which is something that, that I don't normally have to do, but I certainly would if it would help the client feel more comfortable. Hmm. Um, the, the biggest thing is that people are not so much afraid of the horse. They're a little bit maybe hesitant of what they're going to learn about themselves when they're in the presence of a horse. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> because the horse is really, you know, it really is an incredible experience and, and it's faster than doing coaching, you know, virtually like you and I are right now. Um, you know, when you put a horse into the mix, it, it speeds up that process just because the horse is so intuitive. And I think um, I'm, I'm just on your site, amazingoutlookcoaching.com. And there's a, I think there's a, there's a, um, some praise from you from Siobhan in Colorado saying mm -hmm. one session with Nancy and the horse has helped me more than four months of therapy. And this is something I've heard before. It's this, this link to the horse somehow 
it's like a mirror, isn't it? It releases yeah. something in yourself. And, and it's interesting you used the word magic before because there's no way of, there's no way of being able to describe it other than experiencing it, I'm guessing. Exactly, it is. And, and it, yeah, you can't really experience or explain it. It's just, um, you know, you, you have to be the type of person who is open, open. Yeah. and willing and, and curious, you know, yeah. it's just, um, I tell you what, it, it was the best thing I've ever done was, was the first, um, Equus coaching session I ever booked was the best thing I ever did. And that was, you know, in 2017. Yeah. So it wasn't that long ago. And, um, and then I had a couple more experiences and I was hooked. Yeah. And I assume that these aren't your own horses. I assume no, you're they're not. Borrowing somebody else's horses, are you? Yep. Interesting. Yep. Fascinating. Well, I mean, that would be, that would make it a brilliant, I mean, that really is a standout thing, isn't it? To get the chance to, to actually experience that sort of thing. And I think, yeah. you know, if you're, I think, I, think ah, I find that absolutely fascinating. Something I've always wondered about myself and thought it would be yep. really interesting to try. Yeah. So, and you must have seen some fantastic experiences. I mean, people, breakthroughs and such like. Oh my gosh, it's, it, you know, it's, it's magic for them, but it's also magic for me to watch it. Right. And, um, and it's so affirming for me, you know, when I was, when I'm working with a client and I can see the aha for them, you know, when they really land on it, it's like, oh, that's exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing right. is for that right there. Yeah. And it just, well, I, I just got the chills thinking about it. Yeah, I can <laughs> just see. Telling you about it. So um, it's just, it's magic. Yeah, it's indescribable in a funny sort of way, isn't it? How fascinating, how fascinating. So, so if people want to get hold of you and uh, talk more and find out more about your work, uh, Nancy, where should they look? Well, I'd love for them to go to my website, amazingoutlookcoaching.com. Um, they're welcome to drop me an email, nancy at amazingoutlookcoaching.com. And um, I have, I've written a chapter in a book. Um, the book is called Ready to Fly. And I was honored to be asked to contribute a chapter to it. And it talks kind of about my story. It's called The Intersection of Desperation and Grace. And they can get that at amazingoutlookcoaching.com slash gift dash chapter. Oh, cool. Excellent. And there's tons, yeah. of, tons of interesting stuff on the site. So it's, if, you've, um, if you've had an experience of drinking or you, know, you need therapy of some description or addiction or, or whatever it might be, um, you know, it's a great, it's a great place to go for resources and it shows other places you've worked as well. So that's, that's absolutely fascinating. Well, you've, um, you've really given me something to think about today. Thank you so much for that. And uh, I'm going to go and do some more research on horse, horse therapy, equine therapy, I think it's called, isn't it? That's the grand well, name. Yeah. There's, there is a difference between equine therapy and equus coaching. Right. Um, equine therapy is, is, a little bit more intensive and works with people who might have physical disabilities or yes. mental disabilities, yeah. whereas coaching is more of a, 
you know, I, I really work with mindset and yeah. helping people, you know, overcome their negative thoughts and beliefs and yes. Yes, kind I of what it. got them in the muck in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a fantastic story. And also it's a story of reinvention at a, you know, at an age where some people are thinking of retiring and just, you know, forgetting it and chilling out uh, here you're embarking on a whole right new career yeah. Yeah, absolutely started, fantastic started training at uh, the age of 60 so yeah you know as far as i'm concerned it's never too late you're never too old and uh, you know you're barely getting good. started yeah yeah good well thank you so much for spending time with us today it's been absolutely marvelous and i really it's given me something to really think about and, and do some more research on so i really thank you for that oh you're so welcome thank you for having me i really appreciate the time and i've really enjoyed talking with you today no problem uh, you take care okay thank you hi everybody i hope you found that episode useful and interesting Feedback is always welcomed, and if you are in the mood to subscribe to us or even leave a comment on iTunes or Stitcher, that would be amazing. If you want to suggest ideas or even people you would like me to interview, then reach out to us at qedod.com forward slash contact. As I said earlier, you can go to qedod.com forward slash podcast for show notes or follow the links. And you can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com, then search for Resilience Unraveled. I look forward to being in your ear next time around. Take care.